Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Everton Fan Focus podcast. Back for 2016 with your host Mark Finnegan and Mark Ellis. Hello. On tonight's show, we're going to be looking back at the three-all draw with Chelsea at the weekend, and we're also going to be taking a look back at all of January's results and the festive periods at Everton. Mark, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, mate. Seems been ages since we've seen each other. Is it a bit too late to be saying Happy New Year, or you it, know, it is still well get away late. with it? Yeah, yeah. There's no happiness about it so far. <laughs> Even despite an unbeaten run, the happiness seems to have faded away. Everton is still unbeaten, but obviously we meet here today in sort of gloomy mood about what happened at yeah. the weekend. Yeah. How have you been, and how have you, how have you, um, how have you viewed the festive period of games? It's been. Like you say, you know, it's been intensely frustrating by and large, hasn't it? You know, where we just feel like, yet again, we've gone through a period of games where, although they were difficult games, that we, we failed yet again to cash in on, on sort of the positive aspects of our play. It's the, the same old problems that keep, you know, pure groundhog day with Everton, isn't it? Just exact, you know, and every single result ends with the tweet, what, what else did you expect? Well, you know, <laughs> that's that's a, that really sums it up, really. Everton just... Are consistently inconsistent about being yeah about being poor defensively. <laughs> well, I think over Christmas we had the, the Newcastle result, but we also had like the, the likes of your Stoke results. Yeah. Um, after it as well, and as, as soon as we begin to get excited, we we tend to be shot down. But as you say, it's it's, it's typically the Everton way, isn't it? But yeah, we've gone we've gone on a bit of an unbeaten run, and um, I think it's probably fair to to say we'll we'll come back to the. The early games in January, a bit later in the show, but the main focus has to be uh, the Chelsea game. Yeah, um, there's no denying that's the hot topic. Obviously, there's other things going on with Everton at the moment, but Everton on Saturday, uh, you can probably say typical of the Martinez era, probably typical of this season. We we went to Stamford Bridge, um, we we ended up drawing three all. It could have been a lot lot more, couldn't it, Mark? Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. Uh, it was up for a cricket score at one point, but it was just another. You know, we're sitting here looking at two results against City and Chelsea, where in previous seasons we'd have been absolutely over the moon with them results. But you know, 
the Chelsea game, I'm still receiving therapy for it, nowhere near completed. <laughs> it, it's just, I think, not just for me, who tends to go overboard when watching Everton, I think it was a traumatic experience for most Evertonians watching that game on, on Saturday. Just, yet again, so much positivity about the way we attacked. All right, Chelsea is a place where nobody fears going there anymore, and everyone fancies it. A bit like United with Moyes first season, everyone just fancied it. But um, Everton... Yeah, again, just, I don't know, 3-3 draw at Chelsea, most teams would be, be relatively happy with that, but I was I felt like we got beat 5 no, Absolutely devastated. To it felt like a defeat. Yeah, painful. So, was so much to be positive about, but then you can't be positive about any of it because it's getting totally undermined by, you know, the way we're defending at the back. It's just... Oh. Well, we went there, Mark, and obviously he made changes to the side. He gave Morales a start, he gave yeah. Aaron Lennon a start, and um, to be honest, looking at the first half... We done well, didn't we? We had that we had that chance with Oviedo. We probably should have put us in front with that that chance off the yeah. cross Barkley. We also had that excellent uh, Kevin Morales effort, which was saved by Courtois. Overall, at half time on Saturday, I think a lot of us were were glad. I mean, looking at the City game, it was a completely different city. You yeah. know, first half we done okay there. Second half we defended strong. We we earned a valuable point. We kept a, a good away clean sheet. Yeah. Going to Chelsea, as you say, they're not they're not a, a, the good side or the champions that they were last season. Um, yeah. And in the first half, I thought you know there was chances there for us to take. Okay, we didn't take them, but at half time, I think most of us would have been happy, wouldn't he? Yeah, I was relaxed. I wasn't uh, no, but you know Chelsea were again huffing without much quality. We we looked more dangerous. Like you say, Oviedo just sliced that wide, didn't he? Really, when he. he you know, it should have scored from that angle. Really. So close. I mean, Barkley's done well, didn't he? He's seen what he was doing. Oviedo was a typical sort of yeah. full-back finish. Thought, like you mentioned, Morales, I thought he made an absolute mockery of, of the way Martinez has been treating him. For, I know a lot of people are split over Morales and they have got a point with his attitude. I do take that. But I think Morales has showed exactly what we do miss when he's not in the team, you know what I mean? It, it was just We just looked. Not that we need to look more dangerous going forward, but there was certainly extra quality, wasn't there? So, well, when we were attacking with Morales I've got to admit we've sat here you know um, time and time again last season and I've been openly critical of Morales but yeah. I thought his attitude yeah a lot of people have, have criticised his attitude and I, I don't know whether his heart is is in it yeah. I mean he signed a new contract but when he does play and when he's on, on form like he probably was on Saturday you, you, you know you can't you can't knock the lad I mean he's unplayable coming yeah. in from the right coming in from the left he can shoot with both feet He's got, you know, he's not yeah. the smallest of lads. He's got ability in the air. He can, he can take free kicks. He can take corners. He's, he's a hell of a player. He's on the bench for exactly. the last. Exactly, he's a hell of a player when yeah. he wants to be. He does frustrate the life out of me. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to sit here. And because he's had one good game and yeah. scored a couple of goals, well, he scored three goals in the past five games. But yeah, I'm not going to be completely, um, you know. I'm just saying, ten, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have criticised them, so I don't want anyone to say, well, you've changed your tune now. But I realise what you've just said, the potential that is there with them. And if he gets the chance, I think on Saturday he showed it. I th- absolutely. He grabbed it with both hands, didn't he? And I think now with Dalafoe, you know, it was, it, was, it was like a couple of months ago, I was right that Dalafoe and Lukaku were the, sort of the be all and end all, but, but Dalafoe's really sort of gone off the boil of late, hasn't he? You know, which is understandable. But I think Morales is really grabbing his opportunity. It'd be nice to see him get a little extended run in the in the team now, wouldn't it? Just to see if his if you know if his attitude is 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 sort of up to scratch and everything that he does want to put in, not just in the big games, 
Well, Swansea would be a perfect sort of test for that, wouldn't it? You know, a team on a slippery slope down to the Championship, it seems like. Well, that, I mean, looking at the, when he started, he started him, didn't he, against, against Newcastle, if you remember? Yeah. With with Lennon as well. I think that was the last game he started. Yeah, and he, he was did. With Lennon. And he started against Chelsea as well. So it, it seems like he's um, he's almost he's reluctant to play De La Faux in a side where there's where there's other out and out wingers, yeah. shall we say. Okay. So he'll play a Kone, a Cleverly, an Osman against Manchester City because he needs that sort of defensive knack. Whereas yeah. he seems to not be as bothered when he plays Morales or Lennon because no. he, he thinks that they, that might just come down to sheer defensive qualities with them and he thinks they've got the capabilities to track back as well. But it, sure. it is interesting to see, to be honest, because as I say, I've been critical of him. You know, Morales, there's always talk in, in, the, paper, in the press about him moving on. Yeah. But really, in reality, if, if we wanted to, we could really put the lad to good use. And yeah. We all know he's got the quality. And I think on Saturday, especially in that first half, well, overall against Chelsea, he was one of the better players. There was, and he's given Martinez a problem now, whereas in the past, Martinez can justify dropping him, you know, with no sort of, just he doesn't have to justify it because he quite often hasn't done it when he's come on, has he, or when he, he hasn't performed and done nothing. And it's been easy for Martinez to drop him, but this this weekend, he's made it difficult for him because he was one of our better play, best definitely, players. Definitely. Like, and I think, I think, Mark, looking at the, the, the highlights from the first half, we're probably unlucky not to, not to, Go into the break with a lead. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, there was no. We grew into the game, didn't we? A bit more than sort of take it. You know, go at Chelsea right in the way. Go, and we just we, we seem to just wear them down a little bit and then grow into it like we did against City. But then you know before the City onslaught, I just thought we have got that quality about us. I don't know what it is though. We just can't concentrate. We can't. It's all there for me. The pieces are all there except the goalkeeper. You know, I'm not going to look at one game, go game in twenty, and and suddenly come round to the idea that's him out but for me they're all there all the pieces are there I just don't know there should not be six wins in a season with that team no way it's just I, I can't understand how Colburn Stones Jagielka Marty even and Bings are not defending the way they should be I, that, that for me is the Rubik's Cube of our team I cannot work out whatever I think there'll be a Which lot of Italians out there Mark that were asking the same question because as you say, you know we've got the all all the right ingredients to be a yeah. successful side, and we're just not doing it. So obviously the finger gets pointed at, at Roberto, and and you know he's the manager, so he's going to take the flak. But yeah. I think with that side there and whoever we're going up against, I expect us to go and beat Chelsea. I expect yeah. us to go and get a decent result against Man City. I expect us to beat Swansea on Sunday. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, as you just said, the statistics don't lie. The league table doesn't lie. 11th place, 6 wins all season. Yeah. 11 draws, more than any other side in the league. It's, you can read too much into the statistics, but you can't read too much into that. They tell it's you exactly so no, it, man. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Last season, yeah. I can think wrong. of five games off the top of my head where we should have had full... Uh, three points and we've, we've ended up with one. It's cost us all season. Last season we sat here and we, we, we tried to make excuses with Europe. Yeah. With what we were involved Just in. and Pitiful performance after pitiful but that's performance. It, but it was, it? Not domestically it was, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, Europe, Europe was a great adventure. A holiday. Yeah. We had a great adventure in Europe, but this season there's no excuses. There is no excuses. Everyone gets injuries. Everyone gets injuries in yeah. the league. Some more than others, and Everton seem to get a lot more than others. I don't know for what reason that is. Um, Absolutely, yeah. You know, call it luck, call it whatever. Um, 
in terms of referee decisions, we can you know we'll come to the, the Chelsea one in a minute, but you know we got away with one probably against Man City the other night as well. So those sorts yeah. of things, I don't I, I don't read into it too much. I just think there's something holding us back. And I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's going to take 18 months, two years, three years, five years for this yeah. team to gel. But my worry is that that team it won't, won't be around. Yeah. It won't and a lot of Evertonians probably gel. won't be around see, to, to and see a lot it, of, yeah. That's what the fear is now. A lot of Evertonians can see the quality in this team, but they can't. They, they can see it being disbanded in almost no time at all. So it feels like our time's running out to really cash in on the one great team, potentially great team that we've had. So it's like... The panic's on now. It's like literally the next few months we've got to cash in because it could all be over come after the France Euros, couldn't it? You know exactly. And you, we could be selling. I don't. I'd like to think we'll keep them for another year, and 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 then. But like you know, really, we ought to have been. It's, these it's, players should already be convinced where this team's going this season. But you know, those, for those, reason, those worries are justified, though, Mark. Yeah. Beyond John Stones, beyond Ross Barkley, beyond any other player coming through mm. at Everton. We've seen it, and we've all seen it before. Yeah, you're older than me. Yeah. I always remind you about that. Uh, you're older than me. <laughs> um, we've seen players come yeah. and go. There's, there's, there's 50, 60, 70, 80 year old Evertonians out there who've seen it and done yeah. it, and been there before, and they know football's a quick game. It moves on in cycles quickly. Whereas yeah. Evertonians always remain, but the team moves on in cycles. The manager will move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've all seen, you know, Roberto might. People might say you need to give him five years before you can judge him, but for me, this is a season where he needs to show what's going to happen because good season, yeah, poor season, third yeah. season. That's you know, in terms of we, Premier League, three three years is probably a long time. I would say so, um, and because he what what makes me say that is he started off with a quality group of players. They weren't a poor. You know, we weren't we weren't in need of. Well, he didn't inherit a poor squad. He, he inherited a decent squad. That he instantly sort of made better with the first season, you know, breath of fresh air approach to it, whatever. But now it seems he's totally shifted his his, his mentality away from dependent. Um, and like his comments after the Chelsea game were not really any; they weren't reassuring in any way. Where they it was like, you know, when we're, we're not the sort of team to to run the clock down, is it or something? Well. If we were the sort of team to do that, we'd be sitting in the top four. Just, but, you know, so what do we want to be? We want we're like the Newcastle of '96, but but they scored more goals than, and got higher up the league than us. We're, we're sort of we're everybody's favourite team, and really we want to be everybody's hated team, don't we? Well, that's that's it. And when you look at some of the t- statistics, which we'll obviously come to in a minute, yeah, you can't you can't, you can't ignore some of the facts and the statistics that are there in black and white, but. Just on the Chelsea game, obviously we've we've gone into a bit one there as yeah. we usually do. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be a podcast without going into one with nope. a bad Everton. But half time at, at Stamford Bridge, we probably thought we were all right. Yeah. Um, into the second half, obviously Lukaku, um, he created. On, he's never scored against Chelsea either, by the way, which is an interesting stat, isn't it? Yeah. And he's banged. He does seem overawed by them. If yeah. you ask me, he, he gave that impression that I'd love him to get a goal against them. Though. Seemed too big for him. I don't know. Could be talking complete ass, uh, but that's how it looked. Yeah. But um, he, he he basically created the opening for Baines to set up yeah. the uh, the first goal um, at Stamford Bridge. It's John Terry was classic Baines ball. It, and I thought I thought Leighton Baines was probably. Uh, He's been outstanding. Typical Leighton Baines against that against Chelsea on Saturday. Yeah, I'm not going to say he was outstanding, 
because it's what we expect from Lincoln Baines. Yeah. That is Lincoln but Baines. But the last few games, I think he's been back to his sort of fiery best, hasn't he? You know, he, he sort of, he, I like it when he, he tries to take the games by the scruff of his... Is that because of Stephen Pienaar's fit again <laughs> on the bench? Maybe, yeah, exactly. It's like when you make... You've got Aldo too, yeah. No, you don't know. I mean, they've obviously get on great and they obviously got a, a good relationship. You just don't, yeah. It's plausible. He's played with Cleverly. He, he's played with yeah. Osman. He's played with Kone. But Pienaar steps on... We have seen the different lane brains, there's no coincidence. Even though Pienaar's only come off the bench and yeah. on occasion and he started he against Dagenham. Yeah, Pienaar, one of the few players I think could still could still contribute. No, but I know it's scraping the barrel, but I think he's made a class these days. Isn't he? I'd love yeah. to hope that he could contribute, but yeah. obviously Baines, he set up the first yeah. um, early in the, in the second half. Um, I'm sure like you, Mark, I was going absolutely off my head thinking, yeah. yes, we're in front, now let's... Let's have a real go in and all yeah. that to this. And before we had time to, you know, scratch our heads, we were two 0 up. And yeah. to be, but before the actual Morales goal, there was another chance for Barkley, which he was played in on the left hand side. Yeah, you know, the one he had the yeah. Post, yeah. And that was probably even more of a better chance than when the Morales match. received the ball for the second. And you think to yourself, he could be three 0 up in about twelve minutes. Then Morales was absolutely, you know, one of them goals that had you seen Barcelona Neymar score. Uh, for Barcelona or you know Bale Ronaldo for, for Madrid everyone would be going mad over it it was just a, a fantastic goal there could be all like, sorts of vines over Twitter and all that yeah it would be it, you know yeah. over you know where, where the, these superstars get put on like a universal pedestal and that you know but Ronaldo scored a goal there that was worthy of winning any game it was just a wonderful goal it was a great finish it was it was a snapshot on the turn wasn't it 2-0 yeah. and you're thinking to yourself here we go you know we've, we've, we've contained Chelsea um, we're the better side we've passed it now to yeah. give it an hour maybe not just an hour but um, we're 2-0 up and we think to yourself yeah and it all, like, we'll come to the, the quotes Leighton Baines talk, and Roberto talks about managing a game but when you're 2-0 up you've then got to manage the game in my opinion and yeah. obviously Chelsea are going to get going to throw everything at yeah but the manner in which they did and the manner in which Everton sort of behaved, I thought to myself, it's typical. It's so typical and obviously it, like they it, didn't, it just echoes the Bournemouth game. It was like them. they didn't do anything different to Bournemouth either. You know, yeah. you're talking about a team with, with £300 million plus more worth of talent than Bournemouth and they, they both adopted pretty much the same plan to outdo us. And, and yeah, again, you're right. We just lacked any kind of intelligence, any kind of, right, OK, stop. We're so committed to what we're doing. We're not. We're not. We're not thinking about what we need to do. We just commit. We just have one plan. That's it, isn't it? You know, there was no. Ah, it's like Jurassic Park. They were too busy thinking whether they could. They didn't stop to think whether they should. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's it, though, isn't it? And you, you think to yourself, well, you know, are we going to learn from the lessons that have, have, have basically bolstered us up this like, season? But on, these on are occasions? painful lessons that we've had. They're not like, you know, one-off flukes. Bournemouth was an absolute knife, wasn't it? Through the hat, you know, and then we go and repeat the same feat at Chelsea. So they're not lessons that, you know, could happen to anyone where you, you know, you need to train or, or these are. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I think it's, it's not clear that no, not much sick. notice have been taken to Bournemouth. It's not that because much. you're celebrating getting in front. No yeah. sooner as you're celebrating and getting in front. There's a goal pegged back and you're shitting yourself and you think, well, the game's got a, a different complexion now. You've got 30-odd minutes with the home side going for it. And we've now lost our heads completely, so there's only going to end one way. We and need to just have total control to no control in, in... I mean, looking seconds. at that goal, Mark, the, 
Diego Costa goal. I mean, who, who you blame for that? I mean, my natural instinct is to blame Howard, right? Because as because I think he's. I don't know. I want to blame Jagger as well. I think they're both culpable. I just think no decent goalkeeper would have made that decision to come on. You know, and confuse things. I don't know. I think, but then. It, it looked an unnatural position for me for a keeper to find himself in, you know, just before a goal was scored. It just, it just didn't look right at all. And, and that's not really an expert opinion, but that's just the way it looked to me in, when I was watching the game. It just, I think My first instinct was that Jagiel comes up for letting the ball bounce, but I think Howard didn't help the matters with, with his positional sense yet again. I think Jagiel, he was slow to react, wasn't he? And yeah. obviously Costa was matching him. The thing is, if, if Tim Howard stays on his line, yeah. Jack Yelka has maybe a, a yard or two to either get himself sent off or redeem himself. Yeah. And Howard's there to try and Costa's save the effort. also not going to do him for pace, is he? So, exactly. You know, so yeah. when, when two people commit themselves, there's always that chance where they're going to confuse each other. And, and it ends up looking a ridiculous goal. And, and to be see. honest, you know, if Howard's going to come that way, why not get yourself sent off then, lad? And, and, and clatter Howard, clatter Jagielka. Make sure... Give them, get yourself sent off and they have a free kick outside the box. I know that sounds um, yeah, a bit hypocritical now, but when yeah. you're looking at it, like at least do something. If you're going to commit... do something mad, do something fucking effective yeah. in a game of footy, you know what I mean? If you Stop him from scoring a goal. Rather than just fucking come out... Jagiel, Jag, don't get me wrong, Jagiel's the blame in this as well. Yeah, he is. Don't let the ball come over, lose your bearings, then your keeper come out and sort of, both of you end up on the deck whilst the striker's walking the ball in the back of the I net. Just, you're right. So that, it seems to me, is just ridiculous. A complete lack of decisiveness from Jags and uh, from Howard as well. Definitely. Is what, like you say, there was no, from Howard, no commitment to, to do anything other than, I don't know, meet them halfway. Well, before we had time to sort of uh, spread our fume on Twitter about that goal, <laughs> there was an equaliser. Well, Fabregas done that back heel flick, which was a great effort, and Howard yeah. saved that. But to be fair, Fabregas then scored and, and then deflected off John Stones, didn't it? Just had the, the biggest sense of inevitability bar at that goal. And, you know, like you say, it was, you know, it was a lucky, it took a deflection that probably, I think Howard might have saved had it not took a deflection. But that's being generous, I guess. But um, yeah, Fabregas, who had a lousy game, it's got to be said. He's he's a player that's really gone off the boil, hasn't he? You know, really sort of failed to produce. Um, yeah, shot. And this is what happens. We we just lose all sense. We just don't know what we're doing, do we? We just completely have a plan, and the minute it starts to go wrong, it goes totally wrong because there's no. Which which probably speaks that we're lacking a bit of leadership on on the pitch. To be honest, but I don't know. It's just you know, Fabregas hit the target, and then it, that's what happens, isn't it? It goes in. It was oh, just got mention to watch. It was, was it was so inevitable. It was five or ten minutes of madness, though. But it was inevitable. It yeah. felt inevitable, didn't it? Because the way Everton play, and then after that, even um, that yeah. that Kennedy set up Costa, didn't he? And he had a real chance. Yeah. To even give them the lead, and you think to yourself, how we, yeah, right? We've missed two, three guilt held chances in the first half. We've come out in the second half and got ourselves a two goal lead, and now we find ourselves in danger of being 3 2 down. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? And, is and this? I'm, yeah, you're right. And I'm thinking, 
this can only happen to Everton football. This doesn't happen to any other team. <laughs> and it's, I know when people laugh and they go, oh, Everton. Does it though? Anyone listening, does it happen to anyone else or is it just Everton? Is, is it just I, us Do you have to get through these emotions? <laughs> we, we, there's no such thing as a comfortable day at the office for us. We, you know, we have to shit ourselves five, six times a match just to get through. I honestly can't believe I've turned 30. I've still got hair. Yeah. 36. I've still got hair that isn't grey. I haven't got no hair, and what I do have is grey. Well, I haven't got, like, um, damaged knuckles, <laughs> honestly. I've got no phone left. But the thing is, when that, when that happens, you're like, this is only going to go one way, this game. Now, they're in the ascendancy, obviously, yeah. Chelsea, um, to the poor side, but when you come back from 2-0 down and you get back to 2-2, the wind's in your sails. Yeah. Kennedy and... We brought a couple of other subs on. on. Remy came on as well. Yeah, they had chances and what yeah. yeah. And fair enough, um, it was 2-2 going into the final minutes, and then, lo and behold, Everton get the get the opportunity. Delafoe with a great ball over to Lukaku, by the way, but it, it got defended out for a corner. Yeah. Then, obviously, the resulting corner it comes back in, and then Funes Mori puts it in, and our I fans are going off the tits. It was great, but I thought Delafoe had overhit the cross when I first seen it come in, you know what I mean? Like, like it was just going to sail harmlessly out for a goal kick. And then I seen Lukaku go to head it, and then Molly just proper getting a last got feel about him in front of goal. He's got a real goal scorer's knack, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he yeah, yeah, getting involved. Yeah, yeah. I think he's scored three goals now, or something like yeah. that. He's really, and I, I think it's a good job he did because I'm not sure that Lukaku would have scored from the angle he was at. He maybe would have hit the side. I don't know. But um, but he was Molly, behind him from the start, wasn't he? Striker's yeah, yeah. instincts just made sure it went in. You know, just and like he's, you know, we were talking. Uh, before this there was a result that Evertonians and, and the, the, the guys who go down there every other week deserved more than anything you know we've seen such good performances and we, we, we sell out every away game and all that and, and it's great but we just hardly get any rewards for it and that was a result I think that would have been just a little thank you you know to, to everyone who makes the effort all the time I just, and I think for Evertonians in general that result it was just needed it was, I mean, don't get me wrong, we're in a in an unbeaten run. It doesn't feel Since like that. Since the turn of the year, yeah, no, it right. doesn't. It doesn't yeah. because, yeah, we've beat City, we've beat Dagenham, we yeah. do with Spurs. They're all good results. We've gone to City and got it. But we all know that that, that Chelsea game there was what, almost like a, a turning point where you think to yourself, yeah, we've gone there, we've won. Yeah. That's it. We've won, we've won three, we've drawn three. We're on a fucking belter of a run now. But now it's just like... We've got to obviously face Swansea, we've got a new manager and the pressure's on and then we've got the FA Cup and the League Cup. Yeah. And it's the League Cup it's the, it is difficult to scale massive. If we were in yeah. seventh place, yeah. Then I wouldn't be so concerned about playing Swansea this Sunday. No. You know what I mean? Because we're in the League Cup and then the FA Cup and then we come back to the League so Cup. So we're kind of you know, we'd all be happy with sixth, wouldn't exactly. we, if it meant winning that League Cup. You know, to be honest, I'd take 16th if it meant winning that League Cup, such as the weight for the trophy. I would honestly take any kind of league position. So you would, so you're saying that oh, as yeah. a statement? Absolutely. We need to win a trophy at any cost. Absolutely any cost. The club needs it. A generation of fans needs it. You know, we can't just keep going on um, not winning. and, and we, need to, we need to start getting our name out there, do you know what I mean, and stuff. And I just think, the, you know, 
I was 15 when we won the trophy last. So I'm thinking. So you definitely sacrificed a, a low league position. 100%. A relegation battle? Not a relegation 16th battle. 16th is a Let's, relegation battle. I won't take a relegation battle. Let's go for 16th, my second season, where there was no threat of relegation. It was just a lousy end to the season that put us there. Okay. You <laughs> I'm going that, for that. Do you take that for the cup for, for the trophy? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. any day of the week. And then you have the platform to go again. And that sounds copyish, doesn't it? But you have the platform then to build. Because you you're in Europe, you've got a trophy, nobody looks at a league position then. You're a club on the up. That's fair enough. Yeah. So, back to the end of the Chelsea game. We keep going off on a tangent, don't we? Mad um, week. No one. <laughs> do you know what? He, he equalises. Sorry, he gets the, the winner. What we think is the winner. Yeah. The referee, obviously, massive uh, outrage towards him John Terry scores a great finish to be fun, to be fair but I don't know what Tim Abel's doing on his six yard no. box but there's two headers there so there's two opportunities to flag offside yeah. also the time's over the, the referee put seven minutes up and he's chatting why am I bad evidence over celebrating and then I don't think John Terry got booked and I don't think there was any time added on for their celebration no. so ball the ball over again it, it is but where, where'd you draw I, I've got to admit, Mark. I'm not, I don't. I don't really. Obviously, I want your opinion on it, but I don't want to dwell on it because my yeah. frustration lies with Everton at two 0 up. Yeah, absolutely. And I get that point. We should have seen the game out, and we didn't. And we've been guilty of that all season, where we haven't. We haven't really ended the game when you know, or seen the game out when we needed to. But we we did let it slip. It's not to be forgotten that they are a quality team when they want to be. Um, but also, from, I'm not making excuses for Martinez because he's been shocking all season with, with sort of his, his mentality to, to winning games and stuff. But uh, I think having been drawn back to 2 2, we were good enough to get back in front. And I think from then on, I blame Martinez and I blame the referee. And, and, and in no way, me, so it's a bit of both my very then, first yeah. tweet was to say that it was corrupt. And there's not, alright, that's probably over the top, but it's not. That's how I felt at the time. The referee felt to me like he wasn't going to blow until Chelsea scored. That's the way it looked to me. He had no intention. He didn't even look at his watch. Eight minutes, a minute, a full minute passed. Seven minutes had to gone. He wasn't even looking at his watch and nothing. So to me, it looked like there was no way on earth we were getting out there with three points. It was always going to be a draw or whatever. Um, but then he, we should have been good enough to see it out. We weren't. But then were we good enough to see it out? Because the guy was offside. So technically, the defence done their job. They just didn't get. They just got let down by the linesman. Well, everyone said that to me about the referee got away, but the linesman line, should yeah. have stopped his foot. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's. it's I so want to blame the referee for adding too much time on. I want to blame Martinez again for not really killing the game when we had the chance to. I don't want to blame the linesman for not flagging. It was that was the deadly combination. You're you're blaming everyone, aren't you? Everyone except me, because <laughs> <laughs> I get enough blame at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, just to generalise, I think to myself, um, the officials were poor for not not finding that decision. Yeah. And I think to myself, especially with the two headers, Oscar headed it before Ivanovic headed it. Yes. And I think Terry could have been caught offside twice. The time, two to, the yeah. time, I'm not as wound up about because I know for a fact that in football nowadays you cannot. 
you don't know what you don't know when the referee's gonna blow it. Is it, it is discretion? What are you had on time for? I'd love to know. In discretion detail. for what though? It's like you know, it's, do you want Chelsea to equalise? Well, is, 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 <laughs> is it looking at Funes Mori and Bezos? It does sound better. Crowd, though, and adding eighteen minutes. Maybe. Sorry, not eighteen minutes. A minute, yeah, thirty yeah. seconds, and two minutes. But on. then, is if it? he's gonna do that, then add a minute on for Terry celebration. But the then. thing is, if he's not, if he's doing, if he's doing that, in at a time. For our goal, that means it's in. It goes into other time. Yeah. But then if John Terry does it, it's not in other time. He doesn't get booked and he blows up for the end of the game, which is what happens. So we. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I love that. I love for that to be explained. The referee really ought to come out. At the end of the day, as you, I, I, I'm agree with you, Mark. It was written in the script. They were always going to equalise. As soon as we scored in the 90th minute, our fans. I'm not saying they're not going to celebrate, but they may as well not celebrate it because you, you need to get Gareth Barry yeah. or someone on the ball and just fucking pass it around for 10 minutes or yeah. however long, not 10 we minutes. We need to do what we did. Two minutes, three yeah. minutes and just pass the ball then, around the or, just boot it, or just boot it to Rosette. Yeah, which is all more baffling. We had 11 players on the foot with 10 men against City in the cup. We kept the ball like kings for 10 minutes, was it? And we, did, we didn't care. Yeah. They didn't get near us. So where was that Everton for what a minute? So Leighton Baines after a match, yeah. he scores the goal. Obviously, Terry, um, we were going to play Roberto Martinez's quote, but I think they'll probably just make you go on even more baldy, man. And <laughs> we don't want the four minutes long as well. So I swear to that. But yeah. Leighton Baines basically said, um, "I'm gutted for the fans because again, like always, we have unbelievable support. We got the first two goals in front of them." We were the better side, but we have to manage the game better. And I think, that, to be honest, yeah. Mark, that's a lot of what our fans have said. Yeah. Managing the game. Yeah. Managing, Which was, managing the lead, especially. What in his first season? He was brilliant at it. You know, made the subs at the right times. He changed, you know, and he seems to have lost it. He's but we didn't do it. We have conceded three goals in a game where we've never really under that kind of pressure. And we went. We went. Oh. As you said, we were the better side. Yeah. We did so well to get three goals and get ourselves ahead in the game twice. We've only got ourselves to blame for not managing the game well enough, really. And to be honest, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know about you, but I, I prefer if our manager had just come out and said that as well. Yeah. So, Rather than see, saying, you know, we don't want to put ourselves under any unnecessary pressure and take the ball to corner flags. And yeah. It's, it's, almost like a, it's almost become like a bit of a pride issue. Yeah. I think to myself, you're right. Do you know what? I don't care what Everton do. If they win 1 0 and it goes in off, you know, Leighton Baines' yeah. Barnet in the 94th <laughs> minute, it's a victory. <laughs> it's three points and yeah. it means we're up that table. See, but if we keep playing fancy stuff, Mark, yeah. and we keep losing, drawing, or losing, losing, losing um, advantages in games and, and yeah. where we should be winning. Then we're only, we deserve to be where we are. I agree. All, it, it almost we feels like that, that quote could have gone for how many games this season? Loads. You know, if you take the three goals out of it. This season feels to me like not, not many teams have beaten us. We've beaten ourselves more often than anything. We've beaten ourselves just with the way. We, we just haven't used our brains. Our savvy. Our, to, to be, you've got to be ruthless at both ends. So you do your ruthless with first, you get ahead in the game, and then and then you be ruthless at the back, and you don't let the other team in, and that's how, you know, if you give man, that Man United team as boring as they are, had they had the, the same sort of advantages that we've had in the league, they would be running away with that league right now. 
you know, they are dull and they're not a good team to watch, but they know how to defend. And we don't do, I think we're, we're like 1928 with Dean again. We're going to score 98 goals and concede 89, aren't we? You know, we are a both teams to score back who won. <laughs> Yeah, guarantee. We're yeah. We're just, if you're not betting on us, then you're an idiot. <laughs> exactly. That's where the frustrating things come with with, yeah. with, with Everton and stuff as well, because they know they know the capabilities are there. They, everyone obviously watches Everton on a week to week basis, Mark. Yeah. Uh, basis, sorry, and they see the offensive play that we can create. It's off the. Sh- and they see. Have, have you ever they, seen, they the seen the look at John like John Stones, Funes Mori, yeah, Phil Jagielka, Seamus Colan, Leighton Baines. You could not name a better sort of four or five defenders in the country. You right. could not. No. So, you know, without dwelling on Tim Howard, it's not all down to Tim Howard. No. Because defenders are defenders. And you think, I, I thought we looked a bit more solid with Jagielka coming back in against City. I think Basic has made a big difference. And Basic has been the team, yeah. And then you, you can see <laughs> so three against, is against Chelsea. And you're like, you can't actually put up that argument. You can't say it because they're going to be Bessage, like, well, actually, no, we've just conceded three goals. So. Exactly. So the Basic argument goes out the window. Because when we seen him against Tottenham and City... I thought this is it. This is this is this is what we've been missing. And Mo Bessic, who for me is ten times the player McCarthy is in the middle there. From what I can see, Mo Bessic, I know McCarthy's got his fans, but they're going to be hard pressed to justify putting him in over Bessic because Bessic, Andy Townsend with this, and I hate it, but he affects the game ten times more than McCarthy does. Well, and let's be honest. Let, let's uh, let's talk about it now. Um, James McCarthy's out injured. He's come back to full training with Coleman this week, but yeah. he'll struggle to get back in that side, and he should struggle to get back in Absolutely. that side because we've seen this time and time again. I'm not going to completely dismiss James McCarthy. No, all of it. Tony's have done that. Yeah, he's been a great player for Everton over the past couple of years. Yeah, and I think he's still got a valuable part to play. This the lad's still relatively young. Yeah, he, yeah, he hasn't got these sort of. You know, the snideness of Bezic and he doesn't throw an attacker like him, he might not have that attitude, but he hasn't half grafted his ass off since he joined Everton McCarthy. Yeah. And I know for a fact, as old Evertonians will say, he justified that 13 million price tag where we've got more Bezic for a couple of million. He's, he's young, he's, had a few injuries, but he's coming into the side mark. But yeah, that's fair enough. But it's competition for places. Yeah. That's what we want. That we want a player so now, coming in who's shown a bit of form, who's shown a bit of attitude, yeah. and shown that he's good enough to play. So then McCarthy should have to fight for his place. Yeah. It's the same with anyone else. It's so the same with anyone else across that team. And put the pressure on. Exactly. And, and it's the same with anyone else across that team. Yeah. Leighton Bain, Seamus Coleman, Brendan Galloway. We've seen it before. Hall Robles. Yeah. Tim Howard. We've seen the, the, these positions before. And, you know, look at Lennon, Delafoe, Morales, he tends to mix it up with them. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't got the striking capabilities to keep chopping and changing. No, that needs to be addressed as well. Exactly, it does. But yeah. these other areas, we need to realise that players are going to come in, and if they're better, or playing better yeah. than what we've got, then they need to keep their place. And, and, and McCarthy's going to have to up his game to get ahead of us. Exactly. Because McCarthy, for me, great great player the past couple of years. Mo Bezos come in. He's been outstanding. Head and shoulders, especially with his attitude. Yeah, his attitude superb. is unbelievable. And his Almost captain-esque. And he, he's really... looks like but a he captain is, on but the But he's under, under 25, isn't he? Not even 23, I don't think. And, you know, James McCarthy's still young himself. Yeah. You've got Darren Gibson, obviously, he's going to get shipped out on loan. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, a, a midfield of McCarthy and Bezic 
in the future. Uh, could it, be you know, Gareth, Gareth Barry, who's been one of probably, if not the best player in Everton shared this season, which Spot I don't on. think we would have said that 12 months ago, would we? No, no, absolutely a million miles away from it last season. Been He's going to move on brilliant. though, isn't he? He's going to move on eventually, yeah. so these lads here have got a real chance. I agree. Bessage and McCarthy seems the logical, the future partnership, but for me, McCarthy's got to add more to his game. I don't, there's nothing definitive about it. Like you say, he's no Joe Parkinson, where he can, you know, where he's renowned for being a good ball winner, and then you don't see him setting up too many attacks either. So it's like, you know, your midfielders these days can do both, can't they? You, call, you know, you're absolute, you know, going back to the likes of Vieira and players like that, they're what a midfielder should be like, shouldn't they? You know, winning the ball at one end and, and sticking it in at the other. But that's the thing. You, you, you've got him and he, he almost becomes a forgotten man. You've got other players at Everton and this window is yeah. an opportunity for us to sort of, who's in the side, who's not in the side, can we move anyone yeah. on? Can we bring anyone on the cheap? And obviously there's things going on in the background, the rumours and what is it now? 11, 12 days until the January 20th window. Yeah. So I, I think, think sort of the Naismith uh, deal is, is something that is going to, you know, preempt some action in the, in the but we should have the money from the summer not just the money from Naismith that should be additional on top but we all know it doesn't work like that at Evan but you know, hopefully we'll see some incomes well we'll see, we'll see but that was the Chelsea game anyway and we'll come back in the second <laughs> half <laughs> what was that 40 minutes of the Chelsea game and us moaning about Evan but anyway uh, we'll have a little break Mark's just going to go and re- re-energise himself go on Twitter and uh, have a run. upset a few other people We'll come to his Twitter performance a bit later, but anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little break and we'll come back in the second half, talk about some statistics of the season, look back on the other games in January. We'll also talk about transfer rumours, the upcoming fixtures and any other business. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
Hello and welcome to part two of the new Everton Fan Focus podcast for 2016. In the first half, we discussed the Chelsea game and obviously our frustrations from that. The league position overall with Everton and we're also going to discuss the January fixtures, our overall thoughts on the season and look ahead to the upcoming fixtures. So Mark, obviously we're unbeaten in 2016, should we crack on Crack open the berries or yeah, why not? It's a bit too early for that. No, the sun's out. Where's one? <laughs> but looking at the statistics in all seriousness, yeah, it's twenty nine points from twenty two games. Yeah, we've drawn the most games in the league, um, which is eleven. You can tell I'm reading this, can't you? Obviously, <laughs> I can't tell. Uh, we're ten like. points off fourth place. Yeah, overall we've, we've we've had six wins, which we know eleven draws, five defeats. We've dropped 11 points from winning positions this season. Now, I read a statistic today that since before the Bournemouth game, we yeah. didn't drop any points when ahead, when we took the lead in a game, basically. Yeah. But since the Bournemouth game, I think it was the 28th, 29th of November, yeah. we've dropped 11 points from nine games from, from winning, winning positions, positions, which is which, it's, it's shocking. Yeah, which says that the Bournemouth game had a, a mental effect on us. Do you think the Bournemouth game's killed us? left us scarred. Um, emotionally and from a defensive point of view but then I don't know the defensive worry seems to have been all season long really but th- that that is more telling that, that since Bournemouth we just can't hold on to a lead um, yeah again again that sort of traumatised the whole club as you know as much as as much as the fans we don't seem to have learned any kind of lessons from that match it's 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 gone on from there and obviously I wouldn't say the slump because we've we've picked up we've picked up a couple yeah. of wins along the way, but it tends to be what we've done in the past in terms of taking the lead in a game. Obviously, the Norwich game was a classic example. Yeah, um, we've had other games where you know we beat Newcastle, we've gone we've played Stoke and we've been beaten by them. Um, there's a classical lot, game, the Crystal <laughs> yeah. Palace game where we probably yeah. dominated and then we found ourselves a goal behind and then we had to chase it. Don't we play um, well that night? Yeah, it was. It's it has been tough, hasn't it? Let's be honest. I know you know some of the bigger sides we've played. We've got we've got a, a point against them. Um, but yeah. is 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 a point good enough it's for where we want to be? And well, this season, well, yeah, a point is not good enough. I would rather have took a lot more draw, a, a few more defeats and a few more wins than than all them draws because it just tells you the draws get you absolutely nowhere. Well, we've scored yeah. thirty nine goals, Mark. Yeah, and. Um, the top of the league, Arsenal have scored 37. Leicester have scored 39, same as us. Yeah. They're in second place. City have scored 43, top scorers in the league. They're in third place. Spurs are on 38 now. We've scored one more than them. They're yeah. in fourth place. We're in 11th place. We've conceded 32 goals, which is the most in about, I think, the top 12 or 13 places in the league, which is it's just unbelievable. Given so when, the quality of players at the back for exactly. compared to the likes of Leicester, you know. So it's almost to, like you know, got it right. It's almost like Lukaku and, and Co must be looking back at the side, going, you know, we're doing our job. At the end of the day, what what's going on at the back? At what point does it become disheartening and they stop bothering? You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Because you keep doing something right and right and right, and then and then it keeps getting undermined the whole time by what's going on behind you. That's got to be disheartening at some point, hasn't it? You know, the amount of times that we ought to have won a game and we haven't. 
you know, it's, it's haunting us every single week in that, in that Well, league. you look at the other, the other fixtures from the... Let, let's start at the turn of the year. Obviously, since we've done a podcast, there's been about probably 12 games, 15 yeah. games. Um, but since the turn of the year, the Spurs game, we've done all right, didn't we? I mean, yeah. first half, I think, my personal opinion is Tottenham were the, the best side that have come to yeah. us in the season. Excellent um, team, yeah. Really good. Probably outplayed us for an hour we couldn't get the ball off them at times no. obviously Lennon scored and uh, Deli Ali scored before half time and yeah. it was one all but I, I wouldn't I, maybe second half the, when when we came on and we sort of took the game to them a, a draw would have been a fair result but Tottenham yeah. was a tough game it sort of marked we to with them, didn't, we, uh, didn't it you know the City game Mark yeah. um, was was uh, probably the Everton that we, we know is in there yeah absolutely Reminds me of the sort of, I don't know, the Wolfsburg game a little bit, you know, where we, we sort of had the quality. We, I knew we were going to win that game. It was just a feeling that we've got, like, I like, uh, we've got an arrogance about us now that we know we can score against anybody, don't we? You know, not, no, not one team represent, we know we can score against anybody. And even uh, when City pegged us back and, and, and it looked like they were maybe even going to win it, then... For us to just look like he was injured, then found his momentum, got his head on the ball. We just have a knack in front of goal, that is no question about that. We just, you know, we're not afraid we will score against anybody. It's just, you know. And then three days later after that, we've done a, a you know, basically a job done. Morales yeah. and Coney scored against them. Um, I think Dagenham were really keen not to get whacked there to be honest with you well, to be fair but to was, really, I was annoyed at Everton that they thought that squad players did themselves no favours at all with that but we did it you know there's a couple it. of returning from injuries yeah absolutely put down there Peter and Jack Yoko come back didn't they they did it was, good. it was good from that point of view absolutely and within you know the next round so Yeovil or Carlisle for weights well that's that's um, where's that that's, that's the replay. three games time isn't it yeah at the end of the but month it's so thick and fast the games but before, before the Chelsea game we had the City game last yeah. week and um, you know I felt as much as Everton do me Edin when they draw games I felt really well I felt, felt really heartened by the performance and I thought Tim Howard man of the match yeah Jack Yelka would marshal the side Bezic again, the spine of the team. I thought, I we, thought we had chances first half, but second half we really had to dig deep. Yeah. You don't often see that from an Everton side. No, under, you don't. Under but Martinez. Absolutely, and when you consider Manchester City's record of scoring at the Etihad, it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? They score on nearly every game they play there. But Everton to, to sort of really not, we didn't look like collapsing at all, did we? we the more attacks came our way, the more resilient we, we became with defending them, I thought. You know, and we still had the odd chance uh, to do something on the break, but it was it was really impressive game, pretty impressive defensively. It was, and I think when you, then when you go to Chelsea, you you expect a lot more, don't you? Because Chelsea are a worse. You apply the same logic. Yeah. I think if we can defend like that, then there's, we can win this. Because you know Chelsea's defense is just as shaky as ours, isn't it? They can't defend exactly. uh, themselves. So you know. But then, but then we get the goals. But then we don't get the defense. It's been like that all season, hasn't it? You know, we get we get what we needed up front, but not nothing. Go back to our old ways at the back, and that's why we're sitting in eleventh place and not. I, I don't know. For me, we should be about third or fourth, and that's not even being dramatic. I read a statistic today, and it was something like if we hadn't, I can't remember it. I do apologize, but it was something like if we hadn't conceded. Goals in the 89th or 90th minute would be something like sixth place and yeah. two points off 
I don't know, space. And I was like, really? So what? Why can't? Why can't we just shut up shop like other sides? And Roberto seems to take pride in not wanting to do that. But you know what? Right? Give me an Everton player putting it in rosette with an Everton team what? winning three points rather than Everton players yeah. using it to pass it That's out not, yeah. and us dropping two points and me having to go through the shite that I went through on Saturday night at 5-5 five to five, and you yeah. had to go through and millions and well not saying yeah. thousands of other Everton absolutely how many relationships were put to the test on Saturday night just because of a few minutes of pathetic defending well she said to me I don't know why you bother I don't know why you bother it's always the same you're never going to win it and I'm sitting there thinking you'll fucking never understand but She'll never but understand, thinking, but really, but yeah, you right. think why do I, she's right, yeah. Why do I bother? Why don't I just go out the back and put my head in the sandpit f- for three hours yeah. and come back in and have a drink and be like, oh yeah, yeah, we've drawn, we've lost or whatever. But but then let's. I think it's important we acknowledge something that the it is the best attack in football we've ever seen. Well, not ever seen. That's stretching it, of course. I am. But is that you being positive? No, I think yeah. Like I was thinking, then wouldn't it be great to see an Everton striker run the ball into the corner and just hold it there for a minute? You know what I mean? And just keep the ball. I'm, I'm, not, being funny. I'm not being funny, but the size of Lukaku, he could run the ball into the corner and defend the whole fucking Stamford Bridge. And I think maybe sign a few autographs while he was there. Exactly. Know, off, the, off the family clothes. I know what you mean, Mark. But I don't get me wrong. The football, the football is great. Christ, we look good going forward. <laughs> let's be honest. I think <laughs> let's not let's not mess around here. We all we can sit here criticising the side and the performance yeah. as the manager. We all know the offensive play to our side, and especially, although it's not offensive, the compactness and the, the spine yeah. of our side since Jagielka's returned, Mo Bezic has been introduced, yeah. Lukaku is obviously on fire. I don't. I won't have a bad word said no. about Lukaku. No, Something fell in our way. Still, two hundred a day. I cash in. I cash in on Lukaku now. That's just brains, I do. And I said, I was like, with? what? Are you messing? Who's gonna yeah? Who's, who's gonna, gonna get twenty goals him? a season? Yeah. So Harry, let's just say Harry Kane. I can't believe that they're still Evertonians because the size of Lukaku. I honestly can't believe it's it. People who have an agenda. The spine of our team there is there, and the offensive play is mouthwatering. It's some of the best play you'll ever see. Ross Barkley. I know he can frustrate yeah. the life out of a lot of Evertonians, but he's such. He's going to be such a talent, and he already is such yeah. a talent for a kid that age. Delafoe, you've got exciting players. Morales. Yeah. There's other players who are, who are in there who are involved and you think to yourself, are they going to stay around? John Stones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Funes Mori is coming to a side. He's an exciting player. I like Funes Mori, yeah. I like him a lot, but he can't play with... Stones and Funes Mori look great next to Jagielka. They can't play together. Exactly. That's my opinion on but, that. Yeah. But, but you're right. He's the kind... Him and Besic, you know, that's... You know, they're having players, aren't but they? But the I young like core, a young core yeah. of players who you don't sign for big money... Not big expectation, but they're there. And so if we were a woman, you'd be saying, you look great in that dress, week in, week out, just learn to keep your legs shut now and again and we'll be getting on fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> well, that is one sort of youth, well, whatever you want euphemism. to call it, scenario, <laughs> euphemism, yeah. <laughs> if but, only we, we could say no now and again. <laughs> that would be nice. But the... the um, <laughs> I have to I have to look at it like you and without sitting here being overly overly critical. The cost of uh, the core of, of talent and core of youth is there. We are a good side. I think there's no Evertonian out there who would say we're not a good side, but no. we've just got such a soft belly about us. Now whether that comes from the goalie yeah. 
and he's been critical this season. You know, we've we all got our things about Tim Howard. Um, but I, I see think the defence and yeah. naivety of Funes Mori and John Stones, Seamus Colbert being not as um, maybe efficient as we'd like. Leighton Baines being out to side through injury. Gareth Barry had a bad year yeah. last year, but he's coming to his own this season. Now he's got James McCarthy's been injured. He's got Mo Bezic. So will it take a year for the team to actually iron itself out to see the what creases. the pattern's going to be? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good show. It's like the, all the pieces are there. That we just haven't put them. We just haven't laid them flat. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's like that. Is I think with, can the manager do it though? The problem, can this manager do that though? Man? Exactly. I, that's where. That's where. Can he? I really think he can't. Well, I don't know. He said he, he hasn't shown that he can all season long. And he's had big decisions to make. And he's appeared, for want of a better word, shit out in a lot of them big decisions, hasn't he? So he's gone back to, you know, the dominating characters. And you know how it's a dominating So character. can he make them decisions to make this side a better? I don't think he's as ruthless as he ought to be in the job that he's doing. No, I don't think so. If well, the Howard situation is the one... Is this is potentially he's backing a player at any other club, not at ours with the board the way it is at the moment, but at any other club he's backing a player that potentially could cost him his job. You know, and the thing with Howard is if we look at Joe Lobos, uh, things won the last six games he's played in an Everton thing, but the defense has looked okay as well. There's, there's, there's the you know with Howard. It, they, he undermines the defensive confidence around him, so we end up protecting him a corner, so then no one's picking up anyone on a six yard box. It's one of them, isn't it? It's like we're overcompensating for having a lousy goalkeeper behind us. Whereas if you stuck a Joe Average goalkeeper in there, with Joe's a little bit better than that, we look, it, it, that's all we need. But he's, he's backed mediocrity all season. Just a quickly, quick one on Tim Out, the way I see it, people will say, oh, well, you know, he's an international keeper, he's experienced, he's over the age of 30, he knows the Premier League. He's that bad, in my opinion, I'd be willing to take a risk on a 20-year-old kid yeah. who's just come through. Absolutely. And, and I know, like, goalkeepers are under the spotlight in the Premier League at the moment, but you know what? I'd be willing to take the chance. And I know Joe Robles isn't a 20-year-old kid, but he's, well, if, he's, he's a lot older. But, but I watched yeah. him in that City Cup game, Mark, and I watched his mannerisms and his body language and his overall stature, even. Yeah. Just how he behaves fills me. Never mind his defence, it fills me, sitting behind that goal in the Gladys Street, with a lot more confidence. And I think to myself, why not? That. Why not then? If you're willing to go in for Sam Byron right back. Yeah. If you're willing to sign a defender from River Plate, yeah. if you're willing to bring Brendan Galloway, a 19-year-old kid from MK Dons... Same with Bessic to a degree. Mo Bessic, Bosnian kid, 20, yeah. 21 years of age, bring him into the Premier League. Yeah. Why not in that position? And, and it goes as far as back as David Moyes for this. Yeah. I, I believe that we should have been investing in position three, four years ago. Easy. I don't think he's been good enough since day one, Tim Howard. No. But most recently, I, agree. I think we should be looking into investing in that area, and we haven't. We've signed Joe Robles, but have we signed him long term? You know, he was on a plate. Well, I've, yeah, you can and, name, everyone can name Jack Butland, Cardi, but look at the world of players that are out there. It's January, we're linked with Cardiff, David Marshall. Should we be linked with a, a championship keeper? We're meant to have an international experienced goalkeeper yeah. in our goal here. So shouldn't he feel undermined anyway that we're getting linked with a championship? Absolutely. Keeper? And also, it's if, if, ridiculous. Gonna, if Marquez is going to put up 
which he clearly puts up with mistakes from Howard, puts up with a lot of mistakes, then surely the mistakes are better coming from a goalkeeper who's learning his trade rather than someone who's, who's just about to do a lemon. I can't think of a better expression. Fall off the cliff. We're putting up with mistakes from someone who's in, in, in a year's time could be sitting at home, you know, retired and not playing in the MLS, which is at no end, different, to be honest. At the end of the day, but Mark, he, he's given him he's, he's that, that place in that side, right? So we can play from now till May. He can go around Goodison and give everyone a clap. Yeah. He can put on a, fl- a plane and go back home and he could play for another 10 years in the MLS. Yeah, easy. And not give a shit about Everton. But where he at? Having to deal with the here and now and what's best for Everton FC. Yeah. And Tim Howard, in my opinion, is not good. No. Not good enough to wear the Everton shirt. And yeah, he has a good game and I'll give him credit as I did the other day. Yeah. But, but he's as allowed to said, have a good game. He's on 40 grand a week, 50 grand, whatever he's on. He's on more than that. Yeah. He's on fucking he's on more than that, trust that. me. So he's, he is allowed to have a good game. Just it's, like like you're, it's like you're like allowed to have a good day in work, though. Uh, yeah, just as you're allowed to have a bad one. But, you know, if I have 65 bad you ones... You put on a disciplinary <laughs> or you put on a performance <laughs> no, plan. Just yeah. whatever, it's yeah. Un- it doesn't just... apply to, to Everton, though, where... where in the, in the world of Premier League football, Magnus is putting up with all kinds. How did we get on to Tim Howard? I, I thought we were having a good second draft. I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the notes. <laughs> and we've got a shiny tower shiny, And I've just been talking about MLS football. Oh my <laughs> word. Anyway, this month, we've signed shiny Tarajai. Yeah. He's a 20-year-old uh, from Grasshopper. Have you been on Have you been on? Have you? Been on, have you, you he looks just, decent. Yeah. But then... I look decent on YouTube, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's tricky to gauge whether he's good or not. There's a couple of lovely finishes for grasshoppers on YouTube, that's all I can He's know. gone back there to complete his national service, hasn't he? Apparently so, yeah. They've got to do a year, I think, haven't they, in Switzerland or something. After a year. Which is really weird, considering that country is predominantly neutral in every war that they're going. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think national service wouldn't be a priority. No, he um, might just be sitting there eating cheese or chocolates. Yeah, he's going to come uh, back to go to some with... with Clean looking boots, that's for saying. He, come, he comes <laughs> back and he's the next Shakiri. He's the next That's Shikiri. what we're going to tell ourselves, think, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the next Karamatri in our Shani Tarashajai, remember the name. Remember the name. So, does he sign for Everton? Because it's funny you should say that because he, he said he signed for Everton because of Wayne Rooney. So, yeah, so he's had a way of him, yeah. Rooney's told him he's on his way back to. Well, I think we all know that. <laughs> Waza, as he's known, wants to come back here, doesn't he? So, yeah. We won't get into that because no, we'll be a Twitter battle. No, we won't. I could do a podcast on that as well, but no, I'll just well, get Wayne to it. Rooney, what, what's your opinion on Wayne Rooney? I just think know? he's got zero. I think he's now going through the motions. It looks like he's living at home with his missus and they've already agreed to divorce with, with United right now. just think. When I was watching the other day, a quick opinion, it just looked like he had zero emotion for that football club. Not against Liverpool, against, against um, when he scored the last minute winner against someone in the FA Cup. Sheffield United, I think it was. Um, Sheffield United. I think he scored the winner. I think he scored the penalty, didn't he? Well, um, everyone criticised him, he but he, he scored. He scored like, two and set one up against Newcastle. Scored the yeah, winner against absolutely Sheffield United and scored the winner against Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> I just think he doesn't want to be there anymore. It just no. looks that way. It's looked that way for a few years, to be honest with you. But I'd love to have him back. He'd be a option off the bench, wouldn't, wouldn't he? Wouldn't uh, piss on him if he was on fire, and that's fair enough. But I'd have him back. He'd be great an option off the bench. Uh, yeah, definitely. Madness would bring him on for the easy game yeah. minute, though. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, there's a, a few other items to get through, Mark, yeah. before, uh, before you have to get off and you know, go and speak to your agents. <laughs> um, Stephen Naismith, there's a, I think we should dedicate at least five minutes to Stephen Naismith yeah. here. 
Obviously, it's been confirmed today that he's joined Norwich for a reported 8.5 million. Everton, undisclosed fee, as usual. Let's not go there. Of course. 30-year-old player, 8.5 million. We signed him on a free in three, four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. What's your your, uh, attribute to Stephen A. Smith? I think he's been a good player without being a great player. He scored scored some important goals. Some good memories have come from Stephen, you know. The, the Chelsea hatchet this season was, was stand out for, for sheer quality above anything else. Great player, plays with his heart. You know the type of player we like to to see in Everton. But for me, he was a limited footballer. And if he was, I get if he wasn't scoring, he was fouling. You know what I mean? But he's the t- definitely a character that you want in your team rather than you know uh, people who couldn't give a toss. He certainly did care, and I think the, the guy is a stand up folk off the pitch as well with, with, with what he was doing with the charity and, and he goes to soup kitchens and all that type of thing doesn't need to help out clearly uh, a great fella I've got nothing bad to say about him I'm, I'm pleased for him well because he's going to get more opportunities at Norwich they, they see him as a key signing don't they to be honest so he's going to get a lot more opportunities it's a great fee for Everton to get for, for someone they didn't pay anything for he's 30 years of age he's not going to get in the team um, mate, I hope it goes well for him but I just want you know a player who on his day like is unplayable but then didn't have too many of them days that's how I can say that yeah. I think that's probably best <laughs> to describe him I, I honestly think that's the best way to describe him a player who's um, unplayable on certain days yeah. but he didn't have too many of them days and I know I, I commented and said like he's probably a typical Scottish player yeah absolutely and I think full of endeavour and but, but just full of that, heart, yeah. just that extra bit of quality that you needed was went missing. But you know, certainly a player you can look back on and say he was a good effing player. Definitely, yeah. And I, I, I wish him I, well. I just echo your thoughts. I just quickly say um, I wish him well. I think he, he he gave us all. It took a while to get going. Yeah, I remember sitting there watching him, thinking, "Oh my god, what have we done here?" It was a free transfer, but. Was, he looked. Know, he looked there at that price. Yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> is he another McFadden? But to be honest, the lad worked his ass off. He did. He absolutely worked his ass off. Not only turned it round, didn't he, with the fans as well? He definitely did. Yeah. And one thing about Naismith I liked was um, the way he went up against six foot five defenders. <laughs> yeah. For, for, he looked like, although he's a thirty year old fella and he looks like me, he looks about forty five. <laughs> um, he he really had a go. He really did have a go. And, and a bit of character about. Yeah. Laugh he did, the yeah, players yeah. who were diving. Really passion, yeah, yeah. And I think you know that goes a long way with our fans and what Absolutely. he lacked in quality, he did make up in endeavour and and um, and you know sheer. Sheer grit and determination. Yeah. So fair play to Stephen Naismith and uh, good luck to him. Obviously, um, at, at his new club, Norwich City, and hopefully Everton go out and spend the money. Absolutely. Um, so and we move on. Better. Yeah. To bigger and better players. But hopefully. Coming to the rumours, Denmark. Um, yeah. Sam Byron. Yeah. A lot of people didn't even know who he was. Now we're getting upset about not signing him. I think. I don't know. I think you've got to be wary of a player who's highly rated for four years and doesn't move anywhere, and then you know no one took him up. I didn't. I couldn't comment on him because I never seen him play. I didn't know what, what he was about or anything. He could have been a Paul Holmes, or <laughs> <feel that. laughs> but you know, for all I know, so it was hard for me to say. Oh, good if we didn't get him uh, and stuff like that. But you know, West Ham uh, beat us to it. Uh, to be honest, West Ham are now. I'm starting to prefer Copites over that team. To be honest with you, West Ham. I'm starting to prefer Liverpool. They're horrible they're West Ham, really, aren't they? Really I don't know what the unbelievable fuck the problem small-minded. is. Yeah, they acted like they've done. It's all club. come from that McCarthy tackle on Pyre. Like I think they were the first club in recorded history to suffer an injury to a player. So uh, 
pathetically small-minded club. It's annoying that they're obviously a lot higher than us in the in, in yeah. the league, but it's annoying that they also think they're a, a, a much bigger club than us and they've got a bigger history than us. But at the end of the day, they've got no fucking history. The highest position is yeah. dead. As a fucking gang of cockneys sitting down, just a, yeah. down in London. I'm, I'm, like I said, and, and there's a bloke on the telly in the stands wearing Stone Island. Are they absolutely <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous? It's so stereotypical, isn't oh. it? I mean, I should be sitting here with me fucking tracky on me, yeah. on me, you know. Me, um, I've seen them take the West Ham badge off and switch to Stone Island badge. Yeah, yeah, you should be wearing your, your you know. You know, because they've got a few decent the players. Wicks. doesn't mean that they're going to win the fucking league and they've got them two dickheads as their owners. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, Let's just stop Arsenal signing them off. I mean, they're, they're creating <laughs> this sort of um, divide or, I don't know, rivalry between us and them and a lot yeah. of our fans are sort of falling for it, which is a bit cringy, but... Let's well, be honest, no one's got a rivalry with West Ham. They're a nothing club. And, they blow um, bubbles before the match. Exactly. <laughs> and they haven't beat us in, I don't know, about 15 years or something. Something like that. Home, I, don't I don't really care. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? They're fifth or something, sixth or something now. We'll end up still beating them. Yeah. Finishing them up. We're, just wearing we're shite, we're we'll shite, be, but yeah, we'll still beat them. We'll have a poor end of the season as well, but still beat them. We'll yeah. come down to the... We'll come down to the... Uh, to the, uh, the bowling ground and record a podcast when we finish above <laughs> you, say, lads. Anyway, um, Sam Byron's got enabled, yet. Yeah, to be honest, I thought we bought Mason Hallgate to fill in right back. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's other, there's other kids there. There's people on Twitter, Mero of all kinds of Hallgate is every inch as good as Stones. Exactly. Uh, so. Mero, you know, you, you see everything that Mero says with gospel, don't you? So You do get a little warm feeling in your stomach when he likes one of your treats. I will say that. Yeah, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, just... It's that's, that's more or less like but saying, I don't know if it's bullshit. Asking your bird uh, with the tees on, on these days, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then Dortmund are saying they're not going to sign him, but he is signing with someone, so I hope it's us. But then, why would I ever think it was us? Because we, we don't make them type of signings apart from Lukaku, of course, a few years ago. He'd just be a world-class, just be a fantastic addition, wouldn't he? Guy's got everything about him. So you're not confident of signing him now? I don't know. Just wait for it to happen rather than, than constantly speculate as to whether he'll come in or not because then, you know, we end up signing someone on loan. <laughs> Manuel Fernandez on loan. United. Yeah, Fellaini on loan. And then everyone will forget about, I just hope we just get it over the, or we sign him. Show, been, a bit of, show a bit of ambition. There's been a couple of other rumours. Anderlecht midfielder, Yori Chalimans. Yeah, don't know anything uh, about Derby him. midfielder, Will Hughes. I like him. He, he reminds me of Whitey yeah. off me, myself, and I. Yeah. I like <laughs> yeah. him for that reason. But he's he's also, been linked with Liverpool a lot, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, a very good player, a decent player. But I don't know. I mean, we've got a lot of midfielders, so... Do we, exactly. need, do we need people Depends like that? What, we... I think, to be honest, his, his position is, is the position I'd love to see Kieran Dowell playing when he's back fit because is he the left foot he he's that left yeah. footed number mm-hmm. 10 sort of wonderful left foot player I thought he was going to have a big season this season to be honest with you but, but he got injured didn't he pre-season looked um, every time I've watched him play he looks looks a real class actor mm. um, just hope he gets his chance see those players are obviously there's obviously rumours in the January transfer window Byron yeah. looks going to West Ham yeah Malenko we miss out on him we've signed that other kid from Grasshoppers but yeah, it doesn't seem to be we're doing any major business. There's obviously rumours out going as well. Darren Gibson to Blackburn. Everyone yeah. seems to get linked to Blackburn. I know. Um, I know. to Ajax. Yeah, I don't um, think Ajax is having back with the model that they they got. It's McGeady to Chef Wed. Yeah, that's a signing you could you could picture, isn't it? You know. But 
I've heard McGeady's on about 70 grand a week at Everton and he doesn't fancy the move. Doesn't fancy you wouldn't seven fancy grand a week. You wouldn't fancy moving down to the Championship or League One, no. would you, if you're on but 70 then, grand a week? But then you look at Naismith's attitude that oh, he's moving to a Premier League club but he wants to play. Does McGeady just want to piss about or does he want to play? Well, well this is the thing. That, that's just what I've heard anyway. Yeah. That McGeady's on top dollar at Everton. But anyway, Oviedo to QPR on loan. I can't see that happening Seems because he's been used. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the time he got down there he'd be injured there's, there's um, one, no one in the middle of Howard to Colorado Rapids well I was going to mention that last because of it <laughs> <laughs> it did. just said the words Howard and then two and then I got excited Tim Howard's um, representative has been in talks with them haven't they I, yeah, I, I, would, I would guess that would be a summer move rather than now there's no way he's going to ship him out now absolutely no. no way that's what I said before about he's going to give him the the next four or five months has a bit of a swan song. Car planche. Finishes career in the English. It's a shame he's not giving him the, the kind of swan song he gave this time, which is you know, which is where, which put is him on the bench. Be, which is yeah. where Tim Howard should put be him on the right bench now. and give someone else a chance. Yeah? Absolutely, we built. There shouldn't be no emotions with all yeah. this, and I have you know without sounding cutthroat, you have to think of Everton, don't you? Absolutely. So what's better for them? So no room for sentimentality. But um, just to finish you off, there's a couple of other things, Mark, to take yeah. over. Um, yeah. Rumours. Let's not, let's not get drawn yeah, into there's nothing concrete. the hype, but there's no, there's no sort of, there's no concrete on any side. No, and I've, I've had the dream of seeing Everton rid themselves of this board for far too long for me to, you know, get get upset or, or I don't know, just to, to, to go into it too much. So I just think... There seems an inevitability around the sort of takeover, but I just hope it happens one day because, you know, the club needs to move on in the boardroom. The club needs to progress. Um, it just needs to progress. It's doing nothing. We're just sitting still. We're sort of um, hanging, aren't we? We're doing nothing. We're not. We're not improving the ground. You sound like you're not giving not... too much away there, don't matter. What do you know about this takeover? <laughs> well, I mean, only what speaking, I know on Twitter. You're, you're the top balance on Twitter, aren't you? Know <laughs> Number four now. Yeah, I clearly haven't been been ranting hard enough. If I only made fourth, but um, no, I just think people are getting turned away at the first instance. There's something massively dark, panorama, investigation worthy going on at Everton. And not many people, not many people are interested in uncovering that truth, except for maybe Watch Toffee and you know the guys with the board out and, and, and everything. It seems most people are happy to live in ignorance uh, over this. You know, there's clearly something massively wrong at Everton for us not to, you know, the, just that fact alone that there's no investment made or put in in sixteen years. It's that that alone should 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 be, you know, alarm bells ringing and stuff, but. Clearly, people are getting turned away or put off. I actually think it's got a lot to do with Phil Green. I know that's conspiracy theory and people won't want to listen to it. That's fine. I think they just want uh, a King's Ransom for something that they haven't improved. And that's what's putting people off. Well, obviously, there was there was rumours and there's ongoing rumours about um, John J. Moores and yeah. Charles Noel, the former San yeah, Diego Padres. See, Swansea team, were yeah. really dubious about them, weren't they? Swansea really? Link, yeah. yeah. You think to yourself, as so he... we don't want to just jump into bed with anybody because we just had that for 16 years. Mm. Um, 
and, and look what it's got is we need someone who wants to take the club forward. It doesn't mean anybody other than Cam Wright uh, on, on the board. It means someone who can progress us. That's what it means. You know, but the thing is, I mean... We just the, want rid at all costs. We the rumours are there and now everyone's saying like it's off. But who, yeah. who's actually saying it's off? You know what I mean? Exactly. The, you know, from far too often you see things on Twitter said that much then it becomes concrete without ever being concrete. Do you know what I mean? So, there's, certain, there's certain Twitter accounts that, that claim to know... Yeah, or claims thing, and but then you get know, people know, who really. unfollow six thousand people at once in an attempt to look well. official. <laughs> that's dedication. It's all about your Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, um, you know, there's a few speculative things, but I don't know that due diligence and and you know exclusivity over Everton's accounts can take a while. Can't yeah, we? we're only two weeks into January, and already the <laughs> already <laughs> already the takeovers collapsed and. <laughs> Twitter's on to meltdown. We've lost Sam Byron. We've lost. We've lost the last ninety-eight minute equaliser <laughs> against John Terry, and the fume is unreal. But I don't know. There's another rumor about um, this fella there. I'm going to try and pronounce his name. Hassan Abdullah is my Joy Danian construction magnate. Two billion. Reported to be worth two billion. Jesus Christ! You want to get That's down to Old Swan, lad? Fucking regenerate the area. Two and billion. Old... Does that mean? Does that mean the, the Gladys Street can get a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> does that mean the Gladys Street can actually have um, urinals with water flushing the piss out of them? <laughs> yeah, or them self flush ones. He owns forty nine percent in eighteen sixty Munich, but he's apparently going toe to toe with this American. But obviously, nothing's going to happen as yet. And if no. we do get to we'll have nice a celebratory podcast. We will. We will get some fireworks on the old roof. A, we might even get a plane flying over. We we'll get a plane. <laughs> hey, we'll fly a plane over Queen's Drive. We will, yeah. Hey, and we'll say Mark is a bellend on Twitter. <laughs> number <laughs> officially. I, I need to make it to number one if we're gonna put a plane on. <laughs> I mean, about that fourth, I, I was dubious about it, and then I seen the list of all the other people in that list. Top bellends on Twitter. It, it was shown to me. Just so, just so anyone who's listening here, what we're talking about is there's been a, a forum thing on Twitter and. Yeah. Um, Mark, who, who I'm sitting here with, um, Mark the Blue, by the way. It's, it's, <laughs> the, it's not me, <laughs> I'm Mark as well, but he, I'm not a balance. <laughs> You're not the balance yeah. type. He got voted the fourth most Everton balance on Twitter or something. Yeah. By some fella and fucking, I don't know, he was on the other side of the world, but it was absolutely hilarious. Just um, just have a little look for it on your hashtags and. And see if yeah. he comes up. Just type in top Everton balance. I'm right there on fourth. I haven't had that name well. You come in the Champions League places, though. I could, yeah. I mean, I think I'd really give the right arm for where I'm sitting in that balance table. But I, I haven't had that name labelled at me since the ex-wife walked out. It almost... I cared a lot more about what she thought. But, you know, it's fun. It, it almost appears like anyone who speaks out against uh, certain people at Everton... Uh, yeah, well, if you look at that list, it was exclusively people who spoke out against the club. So it's, I, the thing is, it's people need to realise they're not. They're not um, Nobody can accuse me of being offensive for, for that. They're not fucking pro activist against certain people, they just have an opinion. So, absolutely. If their opinion's different, then it doesn't mean that they're. I will endeavour to make number one. But I do agree with them, though, you are a pellant. Thanks very much. Anyway, is that our last podcast? Um, it is, and it's our last two minutes. And the last thing is, yeah, Everton are offered to yeah. pay for a 
City with the traffic um, thought it was ludicrous that they didn't hold the game back for 15 minutes thought that was really unfair which uh, when you, know, you listen to when you listen to what the facts it's probably down to the, it's the, the yeah. stadium office it's not to do with Man City or whatever nor the Premier League it's no. something to do with the safety officers and, and, and sort of the, in, the sort of management the yeah. stewards and everything yeah but I thought it was a really poor decision I feel sorry for all the fans but I'm glad to see them Everton a class like that, we always have been on, you know, you can't say anything bad against Everton when it comes to stuff like that. It's a class gesture and, and you know, hopefully that gesture will, will equal into a League Cup final once that game finishes. We can only hope so, we mate. Can only we, hope. we can only hope so. There's, yeah. a, um, there's a past, um, there's a couple of tweets at the end as yeah. well, just to finish off. We asked, um, we asked obviously fans how, how they feel about this season. The yeah. replies weren't that pleasant, like, I've got to be honest. With Ryan Fortune just basically said, terrible inconsistence. Uh, Rob Finders says, bubbling up nicely. So I don't mm-hmm. know if he thinks we're going to finish well. Um, I don't know whether that's Maybe we're a Kevin Brock moment away from exploding. Maybe. We yeah. just needed back pass. Is there, is there a back pass out like, there? Like a full level tackle. Yeah, I Bless him. Um, a Tim Howard drop to the bench. You know, something yeah. inspirational. <laughs> Aaron Clark says uh, Tim Howard and individuals are the reason we're in a bad position. Reese Jones says we're not doing as well as we should be. Yeah. And we keep making the same mistakes. And to be honest, you can't argue with any of these. Toffee no. Nick says obviously underachieving but I reckon we're just a few silly mistakes away from something good and I think that's probably the frustration isn't it yeah spot on that's it we know it's there we know we're a good team we know we've got all the capabilities to, to get into the top four we're not even we don't even know we've got a shit defence we know we've got a good defence they're just not performing and we're not, mm-hmm. maybe I think to be honest with you we're not defending as a team we need to defend from the front a lot better as well too right, and I think that I mean you know there's other people here who basically echoed it and said um, we're excitingly frustrating. Yeah. Adam Bell, this is we're excitingly frustrating, underachieving, and somewhat predictable. It's that's the same team, doesn't it? You yeah. know, we we're great going forward, but we've got a soft underbelly, and it it is a bit predictable. We're LA not t- getting away with it, are we? Either you know. L. A. Scully says. Um, with a boss team with shit management <laughs> <laughs> a bit like our podcast to be honest <laughs> <laughs> we've got a lousy manager again okay, he's, no, not, he's no. nowhere to be seen tonight but, um, it's, it's, but then the manager put that team together so it does, none of it makes fucking sense does it <laughs> well that's it it's, 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 it's like he's bought himself all these nice new presents but he doesn't know how to use them <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's carrying on the Christmas we've got thing. Swansea on Sunday yeah we've got City and then we've got the FA Cup game, yes, so we'll, we'll see games. where we are from there, and we'll come back and we'll record again. But um, yeah, four wins. Do you all don't much hope for Swansea to yes. get a new manager? I do. Yeah, they're a poor yeah. team. We should be beating them. We should be beating them. We should have enough about us to get to get ahead. Although they had a good result last night against Watford. I think it was it. Did they beat Watford last night? One 0 Yeah, one 0 So Watford were are on a, are on a bad run themselves, aren't they? But. Given that, I think we should have more than enough for Swansea. They're not the Swansea that used to cause us bombs, are they? You know, yeah. we used to go toe to toe with a few seasons. They haven't been us off. They, 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 they haven't been us still in about 20 odd no. games. But, um, and we should have absolutely made them at Swansea, if you remember. No, no, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, we yeah. them. I'm confident. Yeah. We missed about 12 chances. 12, I think it was 16 or something, yeah. <laughs> no, well confident. And then City, the big one. The Dynamo Kiev, and it all over again. Of this season, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll come back after the City game. Yeah. 
Great. And, um, we'll see about them two games. Absolutely. It's been, All good, smiles. To, it's been good to catch up with you anyway. Certainly and, has been. Um, happy New Year to everyone. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Obviously, we haven't been around for a long time. Um, we'll we'll be trying done. to grow us there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, we'll, you, can, you can follow the show on SoundCloud, Everton Fan Focus. You can also download us on iTunes. Um, uploading it to YouTube. We're going to try and look into doing that in the, in the near future. Um, yes. When we get a bit more technically. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good night to everyone. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.